You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Many of us, we want to finish strong. We have to finish strong so that we can cross over into the new year and do what we have to do for God. You'll hear a lot in 2024 about open doors, open doors, open doors, open doors. But remember, when doors open, there are good doors and there are bad doors. That's why you need the wisdom of God to make the right decisions. Now is the time to make the right decisions. Things that should get out of your life, get it out. And things that should be in your life, get it in. Amen? Talking about loosing and binding. Things that are in your life, that are bound to you, that shouldn't be there, get it away. And things that should be there, get it into your life. Amen? So God has given us those keys to loose and to bind. The Bible teaches us that the true essence of worship is honoring God with what our lives depend upon. Amen? To honor God with what your life depends upon. What is that that you value most? What is the thing that's most precious to you? When we say we want to finish strong, finish strong, we have to look at our hearts. Am I still in love with Jesus? Is he still number one in my life? Am I placing most worth on Christ Jesus in my life? Or is there something else that's become more valuable in my life? Why is this so important? Because the thing that you give most value to, the thing that you worship, value the most, number one, you will become like it. And number two, if you continue, you'll, you'll be handed over to it to be like it. So if you believe a lie and hold on to that lie and persist in that lie, you'll become like that lie and God will give you over to that lie. But if you believe the truth... you'll become more like the truth who is Jesus himself. Remember Pharaoh with Israel. He hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. He persisted in hardening his heart. He hardened his heart. And then it got to a place where God started hardening his heart. And God hardened his heart. And God hardened his heart. So you have to take note. If you want to finish strong, the real battle is the battle for the heart. The real battle is the battle of the heart. Ask yourself, do you still love God above all? Turn to the person next to you and say, do you still love God above all? The Bible says that when we love God, we should love God with all our heart, all our strength, all our soul, our whole being, Everything. That's how we should love God. When you set your love upon God, there's a lot of things that start to happen in the spirit. So it's important to love God with everything. Opening, closing. Opening, closing. Many of you, because of disappointments, have closed up your hearts. Because of hurts, closed up your hearts. Because of offense and hurts, closed up your hearts. 
and you want God to do something extraordinary in your life, but you've closed yourself up to God. Revelations 3.20, when the Bible says, I stand at the door, I'm knocking. He's not writing it to unbelievers. He's writing it to Christians. He's saying to Christians, I'm knocking at the door. Open your heart. I want to come in and I want to dine with you. I want you to come and eat at the table that I've prepared for you. Psalm 23 says, I've prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Many of you have been shamed by your enemies, but God wants to lift your head. He wants to bring double honor into your life. But you're closing up your heart. You have to open your heart so that Christ can come in again and take the rightful place. Many of our challenges, many of our problems that we face is because we don't give Jesus the rightful place in our hearts. Can I tell you something? To eat at the Lord's table is not for everybody. It's a special grace reserved for those who open their hearts for him to come in to dine at the table. Turn to the person next you say you're going to have to open your heart. Even if it hurts. Sometimes, where do we keep hurt? In our hearts. Where do we keep offense? In our hearts. Where is bitterness? In our hearts. When ugly things pop out here, where does it come from? Your heart. So when we are saying finishing strong, we want to finish strong this year. And open your heart to God and say, come in, Lord. Come and take your rightful place. I want to dine with you. When we talk about finishing strong, we're talking about being obedient to the word of God. Taking some time and just viewing your life where you're at in the light of God's word. Take some time and see where you've started to believe some lies. Am I talking to the right people here? Lies that the devil has come and told you that you're not going to make it. Lies that the devil has told you that you cannot finish strong this year. Lies that you're a failure. Lies that things are not working out and you're closing yourself up. This word is still a fire. This word is still like a hammer that destroys a rock. This word still goes before us and burns up our enemies round and about. This word is still our shield. This word still has purification power, healing power, deliverance power. But you're going to have to receive this word with meekness into your heart. Well, when we started, you made a declaration and you said, I receive the word of God with meekness into my heart. Did you say that? Because the rest of the scripture says, when we receive the word of God with meekness into our hearts, it's able to save our souls. It's able to change your way of thinking. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. So, listen to me, family. This word has got power but you have to believe it. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, For to this end I also write, that I might put you to the test whether you are obedient in all things. This is a good time to put your heart to the test to see if you're obedient in all things.
Do you still believe that when God says, I know the thoughts I have towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope? Do you still believe that? Put your heart to the test and see if you still believe that. Do you still believe that you're the head and you're not the tail? Do you still believe that you're going to go over and not under? Do you still believe that if God is for you, who can be against you? Do you still believe that those that are for you are more than those that are against you? Do you still believe that? Put your heart to the test and see, because if we want to finish strong, we have to make God's word the standard for our lives. Listen to what the next verse says. Now, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For indeed, I have forgiven anything. I have forgiven that one for your sake in the presence of Christ. Verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Here is where we have to be careful. Don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. Here is two of his major tactics. Number one, offense. To get you to a place not to forgive somebody. Because if he can get you to view everything through offense, everything will become blurred. If you can view things through an offense, it will take you in the wrong direction. When you purpose in your heart not to forgive somebody, they don't need forgiveness for what they have done against me. Have you ever felt like that? Don't raise your hand, just double blink at me if you've ever felt like that. Amen. But the Bible says, as Christ has forgiven us, we should forgive. It says, this is one of the enemy's tactics, his devices, is to get you to a place not to forgive. Because if you don't forgive and you keep that bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart, it will affect your faith. Because true faith that moves mountains works through love. Faith that moves mountains, works through love. Don't wait until the 31st of December to forgive those that have hurt you and wronged you in this year. Forgive them now already. Open your heart's door to God's love and God's forgiveness because the Bible says, blessed is the pure in heart, or God blesses the pure in heart. Get this heart pure so that that blessings can come into your heart. Am I talking to the right people here? The second thing is he wants you to believe the lie that you're not good enough. Just a little bit. You don't have to believe all of it. You just have to start to doubt. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't believe the lie. Your obedience to the word of God is the only proof of your faith. Can I say that again? Your obedience is the only proof of your faith. If you want to test yourself to see whether you are in faith, the Bible gives us instructions in the book of Corinthians to test yourself to see whether you are still in faith. Go test your obedience to the word of God. See if you're still obedient in all things, is what Paul writes. He says, go test yourself and see if you're still obedient in all things. If you want to finish strong, let's do that test. I'm not going to focus on too many things, but two of the things. Check your heart. Have you forgiven everybody that you have to? Let go of the offenses. Paul says, if you have forgiven them, I've forgiven them. He says, but this is the trap of the enemy. It's one of his devices is to get you not to forgive and to hold on to that grudge. 
You know what happens when you do that? When you decide somebody does not deserve to be forgiven, you make yourself judge. It actually, you make yourself God. You're placing an idol on the inside. I am God. I can decide who gets forgiven and not. It's very dangerous. Pride can enter in. And if you continue in that, you'll get to a place where you can always decide what's wrong and what is right. There's a need for us for the righteousness of God in our hearts, in our lives. If we are going to finish strong, we should still be aligning our lives with Matthew 6 verse 33. We can all quote it. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. But can you live that scripture? Because most people are running after the add-ons. All these things will be added. Most people are looking for all these things will be added. Instead of first seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6, when you read before that, he says, Your Father in heaven are very much aware of the fact that you need all these things. But if we are going to be the church, if we are going to be different, he says, our way of doing things is not running after these things, but first seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added. I can, I can go to Romans 1 now, but let, let's go to Psalm 112. The last few weeks I've been preaching a lot and sharing a lot on the decisions that we make as parents, as this generation, that will impact and have an effect on generations to come. And we have to be aware of that, that what we do as parents have an impact upon our children. We cannot tell our children to come to church, but we don't come to church. Amen? We have to make that decision to show them. Lead by example. When we are obedient to the word of God, it has an impact, not just on our lives, but our children's, children's, children's lives, generations to come. Look at Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandment. Can I just say this? The fear of the Lord is to hate sin. The fear of the Lord is to hate sin. One of the greatest challenges that we face right now is that people don't know what is sin anymore. Because we want to decide what is truth. I'm just on a journey of discovering what is truth. There's no such thing like that in the Bible. Jesus said, he is the truth. He is the truth. Not discover what is the truth. There's no such thing. But because people don't know what is the truth, they don't use this as the standard for their lives, now they are confused. So now there cannot be proper fear of God. People don't hate sin because they want to decide what is sin. They want to decide what is truth. It's wrong to do that, my brother. Mm, might be wrong for you, but it's not wrong for me. I've decided that I feel it's, it's not wrong. These things want to come into the church. 
not just to have an impact on us, but generations to come. And we have to decide what is the truth. Do you know what's the beautiful thing? The truth, Jesus the truth, is also grace. That's why we can welcome anybody. The worst of sinners are welcome here. Because the message that we preach is not a message that is there to condemn people, but it's a message that says Jesus is grace. And when you allow Jesus, the word, to become an integral part of your life, by its very nature, it will start to change you. So you don't have to judge or condemn people. Am I talking to the right people here? If you want to be religious, yes, then you have to cover up and make all. But when you invite people to Jesus, who is love, who is grace, who is the truth, and you truly want him to become an integral part of your life, by its very nature, this word will start to change you. You should have this confidence in the word of God. Am I talking to the right people here? I have this confidence in the word of God. That if you declare this word of God over people's lives, it cannot return back void. But the thing is, we look at people and then we say what we see. Instead of hearing what heaven is saying about people and declaring the word of God over them. So that they can also finish strong. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, never write anybody off. Because there's always hope. For those who place their hope in Christ Jesus. It says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments, who delights greatly in the truth. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Do you want your descendants to be mighty? Start to fear God. Start to delight in the truth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Make a decision to start to do things right. Listen, when we say upright, we're not talking about people that are perfect. There's no church that is perfect. Nobody in the church is perfect. When we talk about uprightness, when we talk about the righteousness of God, we talk about a position that we hold in Christ Jesus. Amen? There's nobody that's perfect. Some of us need that revelation to understand that even when I make a mistake and I run to Christ, I'm still in Christ. I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But it's when we become religious that we think, oh, when I've made a mistake, I cannot run to God. But when you know God is grace, God is love, when you make a mistake, you run straight into his arms and you say, help me, forgive me. When you look at 1 John, 1 John 1, 9 says, nobody can say that they haven't sinned. Nobody can say that they haven't sinned. But when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to disconnect us from unrighteousness and to connect us with righteousness. Then when you go to chapter 2, he says, when you make a mistake, don't panic. I'm giving you my version. He says, when you make a mistake, don't panic. Because the advocate who's representing you is Jesus Christ, who is also the one who died for you on the, on the cross, who paid the price in full, who suffered for you, who endured for you, is the one representing you 
in front of the Father when the enemy wants to bring an accusation against you. So you don't have to panic. You just have to run to Jesus and say, I've messed up, please forgive me. It's me again, Lord. Have you done it this week? Have you prayed a prayer where you say, Lord, forgive me? You know, people, this is big debate. People say don't become sin conscious. And I'm not sin conscious, but I'm also aware of the fact that I'm not perfect. So I'd rather be careful and make sure that there's nothing between me and God. So every time before I pray, I always start and I say, Most merciful God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've come before you and I confess before you and the heavenly hosts that I've sinned. If it's in thoughts, in words, and in deeds, please forgive my sins. Forgive my sin and heal me by your Holy Spirit. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. I don't want anything to between me and God. Do you have a day where your faith is constant the whole time? No. Some days you have a day where your faith is high and other days your faith are low. Am I talking to the right people here? Some days my hope is high and sometimes my hope feels a bit low. So, confess that weakness before him. When we confess it, he manifests his strength. Holy Spirit of faith, forgive my doubt. Holy Spirit of hope, forgive my self-pity. Holy Spirit of humility, forgive my pride. Holy Spirit of goodness, forgive my evil deeds. Holy Spirit of self-control, forgive my greed. Holy Spirit of love, forgive my unforgiveness, my hard heart. Act in me that my thoughts will be holy. Act in me that my words will be holy. Act in me that my deeds will be holy so that I can finish strong. If God is not acting in us and working through us, how will we make it? Am I talking to the right people here? Sometimes when I'm running and I want to finish strong, when we do it in our own ability, we see how quickly we become weak. But the more we rely on God's ability, we can finish strong. Just start to move in that direction. Put your heart in that direction. Verse 3 says, Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Verse 8, His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. The desire upon your enemy is not for them to be destroyed, amen? The desire upon your enemies is where God prepares a table and they see the goodness of the Lord. Because it's the goodness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. That's what we want. Amen? Not God's fire upon them, not God's wrath upon them. But that they would see the goodness of the Lord and so that they will repent themselves and turn to God. This is what we want, a generation that will turn back to God. Am I talking to the right people here? Turn to the person next to you and say, stop believing the lie. Family, listen to me. What we are doing here now is for generations to come. For generations to come. The Bible says in the book of Ezra, Ezra prepared his heart. Prepared his heart. He prepared his heart to serve God. If we want to finish strong this year, I want to ask you, go and prepare your heart to finish strong. 
He prepared his heart to seek the Lord, to seek the truth, to do it and to teach others. Can I challenge you? Be a missionary. Not just to prepare your heart, but to teach others and to do it yourself. Make the decision. Let's bring people to the truth. Amen. In the book of Chronicles, it talks about King, I think it's King Uzziah. It says that as long as he sought God, God made his ways to prosper. So as we enter into times where there will be wars and difficulties and all those things, we need to see God even more so that we can finish strong. Amen? It's that willingness, it's that obedience that allows us to eat the good of the land. Go and check yourself. I want to talk to people that's been serving God for a long time. When we've been serving God for a long time, it's very easy to move out of the spirit into the flesh. Because now you start getting it right. Somebody that's just saved, they're holding on to grace. They want to, they're saved by grace. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. But when you've been serving God for a while, and you're starting to get some things right, you, your language used to be foul, and now your language is better. And you used to be very cunning and scheming, and now you're walking the narrow road. You know what I'm talking about? You were stealing, and now you're not stealing anymore. You're starting to get some of the things right. That those 10 commandments that you never got right, now you're getting some of them right, and you're starting to tick the box. You're thinking, oh, I'm actually getting this right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And you start to lean on your own ability instead of still holding on to God. Paul warns the Galatians in Galatians 3 verse 1. He says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? before whose eyes Christ was clearly betrayed, that you should not obey the truth. Can I just talk to some of you? Some of you have started to believe a lie. When you make a mistake, you are not the mistake. Can I say that again? When you make a mistake, you are not the mistake. Some of you have made a mistake and you think you're the mistake. And the enemy is keeping you bound because you're believing that lie. You've had a failure in business, maybe in your career, maybe in a relationship or whatever, and now you've labeled yourself as that lie. And if you believe that long enough and you live that long enough, it can have a major impact upon your life. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie. When you go on, you'll see that the miracle that was done was through, he says, it's because you believe through faith that miracles are done, not because you're obeying the law and you're getting everything right. Let us hold on to that truth. How many of us have started to believe lies? I'm not good enough. I'm not going to make it. Can I speak to women quickly for a, for a minute? Can I speak to women? You can go out and do what God has called you to do. Don't let anybody put you down. I believe man is the head of the home, but I also believe that Adam, when he saw Eve for the first time, when he spoke, he said, she's bone of my bone and she's flesh of my flesh. He saw her as his equal. Can I have one amen at least? I want to kick some holy cows here. Bah! Listen to me. He said that. She's bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He said she's my equal. 
Women can pray, men can pray. Women can see God's face, men can see God's face. They can do the work of God like we can do the work of God. Listen to me. Uh, my wife serves in our home like nobody else. You can ask my children. It's a pleasure to be around her. But Jesus taught us and he said, husband and wife, husband and wife, Christ and the church. What did Christ come and do for the church? He came and served the church. He came and laid down his life for the church. He didn't come as the boss. He didn't come as the master. He didn't come to rule over us. He became a servant to us. As a matter of fact, he says, I call you friends. I'm allowing you. So, can you still make a cup of coffee for your wife? Oh, not one. Amen. Okay. I'm going to, okay, we're going to have a men's meeting, okay? Some of your children will have difficulties trusting God the Father because you're always nasty, demanding things of them, punishing them the whole time, ruling over them, and now they have a difficulty in serving God, and you ask why? Because you don't come into the home and show Christ to them. You want to preach it to them, but you're not living it to them. How can they finish strong if you are pushing them down the whole time? If you as the head are telling them you'll never make it, you're a failure, you're always naughty, you'll become nothing, if you're always declaring that, why do you expect them to believe good things about God the Father? When he says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, if you as a father are always saying the opposite about them. Aina, Amen. Then why are you complaining about those children if that's what you are declaring over those children? We're busy with church business here. Amen? Husband is, is the head of the home because anything with more than two heads is a monster. One has to take the lead and one has to follow. That submission of a wife is her gift unto her husband. It's not something you can demand. Let's help our wives, let's help our daughters to finish strong one day. Many of us would not have made it if our wives were not praying for us. Many businesses are successful because the wives are interceding for the husbands. She's made in God's image. We are made in God's image. That word helper, this is not even part of my notes, that word helper in the Bible is not servant. That word helper is not doing something just to assist you to be better. It's not that word that's used. The word helper that's used there is to help you with what you cannot do for yourself. It's where God is our helper. Go check it out. Go check it out. 
So I'm kicking some holy cows here, but I want to liberate some people because in Christ we're a new creation. Listen to me, in Christ we're a new creation. There's no difference between male and female. This Paul taught on this, between a Jew and a Greek, and between a slave and a free. Paul addressed these barriers because he wanted everybody to finish strong. And if we put these things upon people the whole time, they cannot finish strong. So we are here to help people. Amen. I'm going to, can I preach on women the helper? Gentlemen, can we do it a men's only? I thank God for a godly wife. And I thank God for her growing up in ministry and helping me. But I thank God for giving me revelation as well. Because I won't be able to finish strong if my wife is not next to me. Amen? We're a team. This is the mystery. We want to be one with God. But the Bible says this is the mystery between a husband and a wife as well. They become one. They become one. So we need each other. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you say, it's not so sensitive. It's just the word of God. It's the truth. And we need to be liberated. Hebrews 12 says, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. It says we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Then it says, let us lay aside every weight. You know what are weights that people are carrying? Lies. People are carrying weights of lies that they can never become anything. That they're a failure. Whatever lie that is not approved by this. This is the truth. Let the truth cancel out that lie. Let the truth cancel out that lie. The Bible says you make a decision and lay aside that weight. Turn to the person next to you and say, lay aside every weight. It says, if you want to finish strong, you're going to have to lay aside every weight. I want you to go take some time and go meditate upon lies that you started to believe. Now we go to Romans 1. Many things that were lies that you started to believe, when you believe it long enough, your conscience will warn you. The Bible says this truth is working in all of us. And we receive it or we reject it. You receive it or you reject it. Your conscience will tell you when something is wrong. But if when you know something is wrong and you persist in the lie, that lie becomes part of you more and more and more and more. Just go to verse 16, Romans 1 verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greeks. For it is the righteousness of God, it's revealed from faith to faith, and is written, the just shall live by faith. Verse 18. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In the old covenant, we saw the wrath of God came upon people. Judgment came upon people. In the New Testament, when people do things wrong, fire doesn't fall from heaven and kill people. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I think there's something that happens here that is, is more serious, and we'll get, we'll get to that. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. We cannot suppress the truth. You cannot suppress the truth. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Family, listen to me. We don't have any excuse when we believe lies. Because we have the truth, the Word of God. You have your conscience and you have to listen to it. If you want to finish strong, Listen to your conscience. If your heart has become hardened and you've closed it up, I promise you, if you go before God in humility and sincerity and you say, God, why is my heart so hard? Who am I offended with? When you worship or when you start to pray, promise you that person's face will, will come up here before you then you decide if you want to reject it or accept it. I remember there was one guy that offended me. I was just, I was young in ministry. And every time I want to worship Jesus, I just want to see Jesus, I see this guy's face. I rebuke you. I rebuke you, Satan. Get it. <laughs> and God said to me, no, 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 it's no Satan. It's your heart. Forgive the man. But God, do you, God, do you remember what he did? God, can we, have you had conversations like that with God? How does it usually go? I have forgiven you, forgive him. As I have forgiven you, forgive him. And where your heart has become hardened, start to forgive he says, you will have no excuse. But if you continue to harden your heart, be very careful because how will you finish strong? Hmm? I'm always so amazed how long people stay offended with people in the church. But you want to go with them to heaven and worship Jesus in heaven. But in the church, you don't want to forgive them. But in heaven one day, we'll forgive everybody. Then we'll just love everybody. How does that work? <laughs> faith acts now, faith believes now, and faith receives now. I want to say, stop your nonsense and forgive them if you want to finish strong. Soften your heart. Amen? Look here. How much time have I got left? I'm just going to wrap it up. I still wanted to go to 2 Timothy 3 verse 2. It's a warning to us as the church. I just want to say, we've shared this. I take church business very serious. 
I want to make sure that everybody that's here goes with us to heaven. I want to make sure that you are ready to cross over, that you will know there's a life you're after. Timothy warns us, and he says, in the last days, these things are going to try and come into the church. He says, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Let me just stop there. There's enough things to meditate upon. He says, these things are going to try and come into the church. Come into the church. So guess what? We're going to have to guard our hearts that those things don't enter into our own hearts. Am I talking to the right people here? Family, nobody is bulletproof here. Nobody is bulletproof here. We all have to test our hearts. So let's go back here. I'm just going to touch on these. So that they are without excuse. Verse 21. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Let me just stop there. Can we as a church just remain in an attitude at all times to give God all the glory? When somebody comes to you and they praise you for something that you've done or you've done something great, just give God the glory immediately. Just say, to God be the praise. I thank God for His goodness and give God the praise immediately. Because when you look at this, this is a downward spiral. When you look at Romans 1, we can go to Timothy, and I can preach it from different scriptures. At all times, let's give glory to God. Don't ever get to a place that we think we are doing it. God chooses grace rather than works so that no man should boast. Every advancement in a Christian's life is because of the grace of God. So when God blesses you and does something extraordinary, Give thanks to God. And there's different ways to give thanks to God. We can come and say thank you. We can give testimony. When God blesses you financially, be faithful and be a good steward of those blessings. You are blessed to be a blessing. Amen? Those are all ways that we give glory to God. God does not allow us to touch His glory in any way. Amen? The next one that He says here is, And they did not give thanks, nor were thankful. A grateful heart's response is always, thank you, Jesus. Don't get caught up in this world to focus on the things that you don't have and lose your heart of saying thank you for what God has blessed you with already. This is what the enemy did in the Garden of Eden. He made Adam and Eve focus on the one tree God says, do not eat of. Instead of being thankful for all the trees they had they could eat from. Turn to the person next to you and say, be very careful. You know, social media these days, I mean, you just have to go on certain websites. Then you realize how many things you actually need in your home. <laughs> Gentlemen, just walk through a hardware store, then you suddenly realize how many things you need. Or go look in, at some cars. I mean, whatever the thing is that makes you tick then you realize how much things you need. But let's not focus on those things. Let's be grateful at all times. Amen? The Bible says in the last days, 
There's four uns that will come in. Unloving, unforgiving, unholy, and unthankful. Unloving. Do you still love all people because if you hate your brother, you've become a murderer? If we want to finish strong, let's go look at these things and search our hearts so that we can finish strong. I want to finish strong. There are many things that have happened in this year. It seems like every year disappointments get more. Am I talking to the right people? People that offend you over silly things become more. Just drive to work tomorrow morning and see how much grace you need to protect your heart not to get offended with people on the road, especially if there's load shedding. Am I talking to the right people here? Let's finish strong. I'm going to close with this. The real battle is the battle of the heart. The real battle is the battle of the heart. God is after your heart, but Satan is also after your heart. His devices is to get offense into your heart. He wants you to believe a lie, whereas God wants you to believe the truth. The good news is I'm going to close with this. Psalm 25 says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Wow. The secret of the Lord. You know, God has got secrets. How to get through difficult times. He says, the secret of the Lord is when you hate sin, I'm going to reveal these secrets for you. Where there's a dark path ahead of you, I'm going to show you where's the light, how to get through it. Where there's difficulties ahead, I'm going to show you the easy way through. I'm going to make the way for you every time. I'll pluck your feet out of that net that the enemy has set. He will step into it, but you will not step into it. Joshua said it in a very simple way. He said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. He says, we've made a purpose in our hearts. We're going to serve God. We've removed all idols. He spoke to the people of Israel. He says, I know there are idols in your house. You say you want to serve God, but there's idols in your house. I want to ask you, go and look at those things that you've placed in your heart. Because those things that we've placed in our hearts that are above God, when we continue in them, the danger, the wrath in that is, is that we can become that, and then God can give us over to that. And how will we then finish strong? We won't be able to point the finger at God because we've purposed to keep those things in our lives. Go and make a decision. When God is knocking on your heart's door, Open your heart because he wants to come and dine with you. I'm closing with this. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, God blesses the pure in heart. If we want to end this here with a blessed heart, let's keep it pure. Let's remove the lies that we've started to believe about ourselves. Let's remove all offense, bitterness, and unforgiveness, and give Jesus the rightful place in our hearts. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.